0: Suntech solar screens are great in the fall and winter because they eliminate the sun's glare that can damage your window coverings, hardwood floors, and carpets. Call 775 352 9396 or visit SuntechSolarscreens.com. You'll see examples of many of our satisfied customers' homes. Suntech solar screens are functional and attractive. Call for a free estimate, 775 352 9396. Energy efficiency for your home.
1: Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong
2: when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Good day, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio, and happy first week of fall 2021. The colors are changing. It's getting cooler at night. Still having a little smoke in the air, but the temperatures are much more pleasant than they were over this past hot, hot summer. We're still in the real estate dynamic market where more and more people want to buy homes than ever before. And it's not happening just here in Nevada. It's happening all across the country. And as such, there are lots of ways and ideas for people to navigate through this complicated home buying and home selling process. We're going to look at what some of the national publications and trades ...are talking about, not only for us here in Nevada, but for people across the U.S. to see what systems people are using to cut a deal, to close a transaction, and purchase a home. It's not as easy as it seems when you look at the low interest rates and the desire of people wanting to buy homes... Lots of challenges. We're going to talk about how to navigate through different processes later in the show, and we're also going to look at the most updated stats on the Northern Nevada housing market from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. That and more after this.
3: Join 4Kids Foundation in celebrating Nevada Day and Northern Nevada's fabulous fall season at our very first Oktoberfest fundraiser, benefiting vulnerable children in our community. Don your best dirndl or lederhosen and start your Nevada Day festivities with our Oktoberfest fundraiser featuring local breweries. Join us on Friday, October 29th from 6 to 9 p.m. Join us at Oktoberfest 2021 and help the kids at 4Kids Foundation.
2: Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning into our show today. We are talking about navigating through the home buying process when you look at opportunities and situations all across the U.S. I was recently reading in a national publication about Pennsylvania. You see, a Pennsylvania mayor has given away vacant houses to people just if they're willing to fix them up. Now, it's because homes are getting so expensive that Matt Sharrow is giving them away for free. He's the mayor of Monison. It's a small city in Pennsylvania set on the curve of the Monongahela River. There are hundreds of vacant homes in that area, and most of them are in despair and have thousands of dollars in back taxes. The property values are extremely low in that area, and so for the current owners— Many of them choose to walk away from those homes instead of trying to sell them at a loss. So the mayor of this small city in Pennsylvania has extended an open invitation. Find a vacant home in the area. It's not difficult when you consider that about 10% of the properties are you know, down on taxes. They're back behind. Uh, and many of them, uh, the owners, are, they're happy to relieve themselves of the house, the details, the hassle and the back taxes. Mayor Chauro's administration said they will clear the taxes owed on this new home if the new owner commits to giving the house a bit of a facelift. It's like hitting a reset button on the properties, the mayor said. So there are approximately 1.3 million homes in the United States, or about 1.4% of the properties that are currently vacant that's according to Adam Data Solutions it's a real estate data firm now a lot of the areas that are in this repair in neglected situations are riding on the housing boom's coattails so things are continuing to go up uh, regardless but the mayor mayor Sharrow is betting that the same thing can happen in Moniston that little community in Pennsylvania that is suffering from abandoned homes drastically reduced prices, people giving up on paying their taxes. His home values in that area have gone up over 20% in the past year, which is pretty good. It's maybe not as high as it is in northern Nevada and many other areas. But still, there are a lot of homes that are in disrepair. They're abandoned. A typical home in that area runs about $80,000, which is about a quarter of the national home value. Now, there's other cities that have faced hard times and have had a similar way of dealing with those things. Some of those organizations are called land banks. And these land banks, like one in Detroit, for instance, has been auctioning off vacant homes for many years at absolute rock-bottom prices. Buffalo, New York, Gary, Indiana, now they've had the same kind of situations, and they've tried selling homes there for basically zero with some additional details. The city of Monison is about an hour south of Pittsburgh, and it was once a vibrant steel town, but the factories have been shut down for decades, and the population has dwindled now to just over 7,000 people. The city since then, of course, has picked up a reputation for nefarious activity, drugs, gang activity, and so forth, Mayor Sharo said that some sidewalks have gone almost 50 years without being repaired or replaced. And the fire department in that city now has to fundraise just to get new equipment. Mayor Sharo was elected in 2017, and he is coming up to the end of his term. He's a local history buff who grew up in the town with his grandparents and has watched the last of the steel industry dissolve. Before he started him in his political career, he had a lot of odd jobs, so he knows the area really well and would like to see it bounce back. His program for homeowners offers the new owners about four dozen residential and commercial properties that are available. And the demand from the people that are buying is kind of split between investors and owner occupied seekers. The city of Monison requires that new owners are going to spend three times the amount of the back taxes that the city is going to forgive. And they want that money to be spent not as a purchase of the home, but rather a rehab of the home. The city is also requesting that the school district and the county clear their own unpaid taxes so they can have a clean slate going in. Mayor Sharo has worked with his personal connections to make some of the transactions happen. He's getting, in, He said just getting into a house has been tough, and many people, when they go to search for the house and go inspect the house, they can't even find a key. So some of these potential buyers have to break a door down, climb through a second-store window, and a lot of them say that it looks like there was a major disaster in many of the homes when they first opened them up. But some of these buyers are pleasantly surprised when some buyers have gotten into these homes that need a lot of work Many of them decided to do the demo themselves, the tear down, the build up. And some of these folks are peeling back some of the decorations that people have put on since the homes were built or in their prime. And they're revealing hidden fireplaces, hardwood floors, and more. Now, it's not the case in every property that is being looked at or considered in that market. But it does give you some idea that there might be some gems in this community of Monison, Pennsylvania. About four dozen owners have been found so far, and there is room for more. So the city has completed uh, several transactions this year, and they're looking to contri- contribute more, and that as the remote work is starting to take up around the country and more and more people can work from home, it's really not necessary for many people to actually live so close to their work that they can't take advantage of what's happening in monison pennsylvania there's no convenient public transportation to the major city pittsburgh of course that makes it tough if you're considering living in a bedroom community but still in the digital age we can use the digital services as an asset to buying a home you don't need to live so close to work as you did in the past a recent purchaser picked up one of the vacant houses, and uh, she was interested in that area because she was displaced after Hurricane Maria forced her to leave her home in Puerto Rico, and she now wants to work as a traveling nurse, and she looked for houses all over the place, and she just couldn't find anything that she could afford and in the area that she wanted, and then she realized that as a traveling nurse, she really doesn't have to leave in any particular area of the country. She looked around at some of the social media posts, and she found a three-bedroom that she thought would be a good fit for her family. She reached out to the owners, come to find out it was Monison, Pennsylvania, and before too long, she and her four sisters decided to go in together, and they picked up the home. At first, you know, nobody really wanted to live in Monison, Pennsylvania, especially, you know, if you look at it as a dilapidated town that's far from on its way to come back. But the fact is, it's a free house technically, other than that you have to put in some money to do some repairs. In the case of this individual's desire for a home and the home that she found, she and her sisters were going to buy together, it would need about $25,000 worth of upgrades to clear the taxes and to get the property ready for occupancy. So she asked her contractor if she could put in maybe $10,000 in cash to get the work started. And he said, sure. I mean, it is Monison, Pennsylvania, and everybody is looking for an opportunity to get started again and to get to work. So here's one way, ladies and gentlemen. If you think that you cannot afford to buy a house anywhere, maybe you're looking in the wrong place. Maybe you should think about other parts of the country and what some of these depressed housing areas are doing to attract new home buyers. And remember, we're living in the digital world now. We don't have to live so close to our work. And I bet many of you listening to our program today are thinking about more and more working remotely from home. Want to buy your own home at basically a free situation or just pay the cost of some renovations? Take a look at Monison, Pennsylvania and find out what the mayor, Mayor Sharrow, is doing to help people buy homes. We'll be back with more on Nevada Real Estate Radio after this.
0: Suntech solar screens are great in the fall and winter because they eliminate the sun's glare that can damage your window coverings, hardwood floors, and carpets. Call 775 352 9396 or visit SuntechSolarscreens.com. You'll see examples of many of our satisfied customers' homes. Suntech solar screens are functional and attractive. Call for a free estimate, 775 352 9396. Energy efficiency for your home.
3: Join 4Kids Foundation in celebrating Nevada Day and Northern Nevada's fabulous fall season at our very first Oktoberfest fundraiser, benefiting vulnerable children in our community. Don your best dirndl or lederhosen and start your Nevada Day festivities with our Oktoberfest fundraiser featuring local breweries. Join us on Friday, October 29th from 6 to 9 p.m. Join us at Oktoberfest 2021 and help the kids at 4Kids Foundation.
2: You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla. Glad to be with you today on a very nice fall afternoon here in northern Nevada. It's the first week of fall, and we're all enjoying the beautiful skies, the colors on the trees, and things seem to be improving air quality-wise as the fires get under better control in northern California that smoke that has been coming into northern Nevada is starting to taper. Thank goodness we can all breathe better. I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things I saw recently on a trip out of town as I was looking at the way people live and what people are doing. Well, the thing is, I'm seeing more and more people in the RV parks, more and more people traveling with their own hotel room. And I'm finding out that in many cases, Many of people are traveling not only with their own hotel room, but with their own home. They are living in their RV. Now, some seniors are retiring and choosing to sell homes and then living on the road for two, three, or four or more years, and it's working out great for a lot of them. They're able to see the country. They're able to see it at their convenience for the most part, and they have put their equity in the homes that they own for many, many years to great use by investing in an RV. And you might think that maybe investing in an RV isn't a good long term situation, but the fact is, more and more people are seeing the value of the RV situation. In America, there are 11.2 million households who owned an RV in 2020. 11.2 million households. And when you look at the breakdown of ages, sure, if you're 55 plus or older, if you're looking at that demographic, about half of those. RV households are in 55-plus households. But you'd be surprised to know that of the ages 18 to 34, 22% of those households own RVs. And when you move to 35 to 54-aged households, 29% of those households own an RV. Now, they may not be living in the RV for a large amount of time, but they're getting acclimated to the fact that you can live and you can travel more in an RV than ever before. And the level of acceptance is so much better than it has been in the years past. I see RVs parked in many business situations in front of restaurants all across the Southwest, and they're being treated with great courtesy because people are finding that RV owners are, in many ways, more affluent owners than those people who are stuck to the same city and can't travel. People are selling their homes. People want to buy the homes. And so, what we also have to think about is what kind of mistakes are some of these people making? What are some of the mistakes that sellers are making? In a recent national publication, I was able to get a lot of great information about wealth management when it comes to mistakes when you are buying a home. One of the first mistakes that people make, and it's the mistake I made when I bought my first home, is picking a so-so location, a, an area that maybe doesn't really have a lot of potential to keep you happy in your home when you move in. Sure, you might get trapped like I did in the early days of buying a home to thinking just the fact that you can buy a home is the most important thing, and then once you buy your home, you'll be happy there, right? It doesn't always work out that way. Many times, real estate experts say that people fall in love with the house and forget about the company it keeps, you know, the neighbors. That's kind of what happened to me. And many times, you go and you see the home and it looks great, sounds great, but after you live in that home for a while, you might notice that there's a lot of ambient noise or unsavory characters that are hanging around the neighborhood. Now, it's rarely been more true, but There are a lot of desperate buyers in the area, and they're finding that they have to buy wherever they can. And some of them might be currently pushed out of the neighborhoods that they like, and they think that if they just find another house in the general area, that it will be basically the same. But it's not. You see, a lot of buyers in homes nowadays, they're from distant places. They've traveled to move from other states To Nevada or whatever state you are thinking about living in, the chances are you're going to get a lot of new recently located residents that are in your area just like you are. So it's hard to predict what kind of people, what their habits and attitudes are going to be when they move into the area. And sometimes people actually purchase homes in locations that have poor locations or bad economic situations like we were talking about in the last segment because of the financial benefits or the tax benefits. But you have to ask yourself, is that really a place that I can be happy in long term because more and more people are living in their homes longer than ever? It used to be that anywhere from three to five years, people were moving after they bought a home. But in today's world, in today's economy, in today's social business economy, People are staying longer five years seven years even ten years is not unheard of for people to move in to their new home so keep in mind that a poor location can really be a halloween nightmare it can haunt you after you buy the home because once you get in there it's kind of hard to make a change you have to go through the process all over again the most important thing to consider is the location Many realtors have said it before. The three most important words in a real estate transaction are location, location, location. And the reason is because you can change a lot of things in the home. You can paint the exterior. You can add a room, take down a wall. But it's always going to have the same location. So remember, when you're buying a home, pick the right location and take it from there. Another mistake that more and more people are doing nowadays and and causing problems for themselves is buying a home site unseen. People have to make decisions so fast because there's so many interested parties in homes that are for sale that people are starting to buy homes basically unseen. Or they might see a picture on the website, maybe they'll get a photo or a video from the realtor, but you'd be surprised how things can look so different when you look at a home in person. I always recommend before you sign on the dotted line, You've got to see the property. And if you're buying property across the country, well, you're taking your chances if you don't see the property before you sign on the dotted line. I know it's an additional expense and an additional hassle, but I recommend you travel to and see the investment property. If you're buying it from outside the area, your primary residence, even if it's local, even if you know the neighborhood, check it out. Make sure it's the right home for you. Other mistakes people are making are waiving the homeowner inspection. Sometimes this can cause a delay, uh, the homeowner's inspection, because the inspectors can't get to the property quickly enough, or they might find a small repair that needs to be made before the bank might approve your loan, since you did, except to get an inspection on the home. And some home buyers are thinking, well, if I just waive the inspections, which means I, uh, I give up and don't need the inspections. I sign on the dotted line that I don't need an inspection to proceed with the transaction. They think that they'll get the transaction done faster and smoother. In some cases, that happens. But keep in mind that inspectors are important even when everybody wants to get the deal done and move on with the transaction. Sometimes that inspection might reveal major damage, like a cracked foundation or missing tiles on the roof, or missing insulation in the crawl space. In northern Nevada, it's very likely that some of the homes that are for sale are missing some of the foundation elements like this queen that are critical for the protection of the residents in the home. Always get the inspection if any way possible before you commit to buying the home and signing on the dotted line seller's mistakes made sellers can do plenty of mistakes when they're selling a home now in the time when we can get the highest value for our homes it's it's really a shame when people miss out on getting the max value of their home when they're selling just because they're showing the home in its worst condition possible there are people that think that because the demand is so high that they don't have to clean the home up they don't have to stage it in any way they are so emotional about their home that they think it doesn't matter. The new owners will probably know when they come in, they can clean it up, and they can really have a great million dollar house. Well, remember, there's a lot of homes to choose from, even in a high demand market. And if the sellers do not present the home in the best way possible, it's very likely they won't get the high amount of value or the true value of even of the home if they don't present it properly. So always clean it up, always thin it out. People like to use their imagination when they're looking to buy a home. They want to know what their furniture would look like in your home. And if every room is packed to the hills with furniture, antiques, storage cabinets, etc., it's going to be real hard for them to get a feel of what it would be like in the home. And I guarantee you, it doesn't look nearly as comfortable when it's cluttered as when it has, what we want, open space. Now, you always have to be honest with your buyers when you're selling a home. So it's really important that if there was any damage in your home that was repaired, that is uh, renovated, any additional rooms, you want to make sure that you provide all of the disclosures on Things that happen to the home, to the buyers before you sell it. If you're dealing with a realtor, talk to your realtor about this. The last thing you need is any kind of litigation or lawsuits after the sale of the transaction because the new homeowners claim or might claim that you didn't fully disclose all of the issues of the home before they signed on the dotted line. If you'd like to learn some of the additional mistakes that home buyers and home sellers make, I'm happy to share them with you. Just send me an email, Peter at Radio dot com, and tell me you would like a list of the mistakes home buyers and home sellers make in twenty twenty one. We'll be back with more on Nevada Real Estate Radio after this.
3: Join Four Kids Foundation in celebrating Nevada Day and Northern Nevada's fabulous fall season at our very first Oktoberfest fundraiser, benefiting vulnerable children in our community. Don your best dirndl or lederhosen and start your Nevada Day festivities with our Oktoberfest fundraiser featuring local breweries. Join us on Friday, October 29th from 6 to 9 p.m. Join us at Oktoberfest 2021 and help the kids at 4Kids Foundation.
4: I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio.
2: Guild Mortgage Company. Equal housing opportunity. Company NMLS number three two seven four. NV Banker number one zero seven six. NV Broker number one one four one. Brian Cushing NMLS number three zero three zero four five. Telephone number seven seven five four five three zero three four five. Located in sixty nine ninety South McCarran Boulevard, Suite two hundred, Reno, Nevada eight nine five zero nine. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. We're talking about real estate for homeowners, investors, and we also talk to realtors and the lending industry about some of the new developments that are being considered on the table by the United States Justice Department. Recently, I discovered that the Justice Department of the United States is investigating home sale commissions, and there's a wide-ranging executive order from the president asking the Federal Trade Commission to adopt new rules to address what they call unfair or extraordinary and exclusionary practices in the real estate industry. Several several lawsuits have been challenging the industry rules and practices, and they all involve commissions. This politically powerful real estate industry has survived past challenges of its commission structure, but some consumer advocates are saying that rising home prices have really kicked in concerns about what they call excessive fees. Litigation and the government attention that the industry is getting now is unprecedented, says a senior fellow at the Consumer Federation of America and also a longtime critic of the real estate industry. So the main issue is this. Commissions that real estate agents earn for a sale of a home are typically somewhere around 5% to 6% of the sale price. Now, in many cases, those commissions are split, and they're split half between the seller's agent and half between the buyer's agent. In some cases, with full disclosure, the same agent might be the seller's agent and the buyer's agent for both parties. If that's the case, then it could yield approximately 5 to 6% of the sale price. Now, you ask yourself, how much money is that in real terms? Well, for the sale of a home at, a, let's say, a median home price of 375000 5% commission would be $18,750. If we're talking about a $1 million house, then the commissions on that are $50,000. But keep in mind, again, in most cases, those commissions are split between two parties, the buyer's agent and the seller's agent. As you approach... The higher end properties, it's pretty common that the agents and the sellers and the buyers will talk about a somewhat lower commission structure because those dollar amounts are so high. But not in all cases. In all cases, now, home buyers end up contributing in some way, shape, or form to the commissions. It's probably included in the purchase price, and there's often very little room to negotiate this unless you're selling the home on your own and the buyer is buying them home on their own without a real estate agent's guidance but fact is deals are so complicated nowadays and there's so much potential litigation from real estate transactions gone awry i recommend that everybody use a licensed professional real estate agent still the commissions are there and that's the conversation we're having right now it's 5 to 6% commission a fair deal when it comes time to buy or sell a real estate property some advocates of the consumers say that commissions contribute to the excessive amount of cost in buying real estate the rules require sellers to offer commissions to would be buyers brokers which the consumer group says the group say that encourages the sellers to offer high rates for buyer agents as a way to attract more potential buyers. The critics of the industry also say that the fees are opaque to most borrowers and buyers and that with the advent of online home search engines and the advent of digital transactions, well, there's a lot less one-to-one connection between the real estate agents and the buying and selling public. The current commission structure is also encouraging, according to the National Association of Realtors, for more competition by giving all of the participants in the local multiple listing services equal access to all the information on the properties. Now, under the prior president administration, the National Justice Department and the Association of Realtors reached a deal that would provide more disclosures on broker fees and make them more competitive. But this summer, our new president said he is withdrawing from the settlement so that it can pursue a broader investigation in broker commissions. The new administration and the adjustment, uh, the Justice uh, Department of America said it's paid more than $85 billion in home sale commissions last year and that industry practices that are currently in place may harm home sellers and home buyers more than ever before the President of the United States also has pushed on the Federal Trade Commission to launch its own review. He said that in recent, a, a recent executive order targeting competition problems that the FTC should consider is for rules to curb unfair tying practices or exclusionary practices in the brokerage or listing of real estate. What it basically means is this, ladies and gentlemen, What I think is going to happen not too distantly from now in the real estate industry is the same thing that happened in the mortgage industry back in approximately 2008. The federal government took more control of the brokerage industry in the mortgage side of the transactions, and they started to limit the amount of commissions that mortgage brokers could earn on any or all of their transactions. There's a cap in most mortgage situations. So, that the percentages are not nearly as high as they used to be. In the old days of mortgage, a very difficult mortgage could command 3%, 4% of the loan transaction as an origination fee because of the complexities of the loan. Now, it's all standard. You talk to any of your mortgage lenders, and I guarantee you they'll tell you that they are highly restrained from outrageous or high commissions, even if they're deemed earned because of the difficulty of the transaction. What that caused in 2008, 9, and 10 is the exodus of many mortgage lenders from the industry. And I hope that the pending changes in the commission structures for real estate agents, if those changes do happen, will not thin out the amount of qualified real estate agents available for home buyers and home sellers to use which I believe will only cause more delays, more hardships, and more difficulties for people who want to buy or sell a home. That's the reason we recommend that you always interview your real estate agents. You get all the information up front. You make sure that the agent relationship is right for you and that you understand all of the terms of the real estate transactions Home Sales Commissions Are Under Fire by the Federal Government and the FTC. If you want to find out more, just Google it, Home Sales Commissions Under Fire, and you're going to find more details and more articles about some of the pending changes that will be happening in the future in the world of real estate. And I'm finding that as we have more government regulation and more rules and guidelines that have to be followed and more checks and balances and more regulators to look over every element of a sales transaction, it's going to be harder and more expensive in the long run to close these deals. Learn more on Nevada Real Estate Radio. We'll be back after this. Hello,
4: I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of homeownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio.
2: Guild Mortgage Company. Equal housing opportunity. Company NMLS number three two seven four. NV Banker number one zero seven six. NV Broker number one one four one. Brian Cushing NMLS number three zero three zero four five. Telephone number seven seven five four five three zero three four five. Located in sixty nine ninety South McCarran Boulevard, Suite two hundred, Reno, Nevada eight nine five zero nine. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice.
1: For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779, or visit sageintl.com.
2: We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Well, we've had a rough year since all of the coronavirus and pandemic issues have hit America. And a lot of people think that the folks that were suffering the most were really the low-income people of America, the renters of America, those that can't or, for whatever reason, don't own homes. But a recent story I read in a national publication says to me otherwise. There was a report issued last week by the CFPB, the Consumer Finance and Protection Bureau, uh, examining the financial conditions of renters across America before and during the pandemic. Believe it or not, it shows that renters' credit scores increased by an average of 16% during the pandemic compared to only 10% increase for homeowners with mortgages. Kind of a head-scratcher, right? They increased even more, in fact, for renters with children. Those average credit scores Went up twenty five points, and those earning less than forty thousand dollars a year, they went up more than the average too. Eighteen points is the average increase in their credit score, compared to ten points for homeowners with mortgages. So, what's going on? Well, financial well being of renters improved dramatically between June of twenty nineteen and June of twenty twenty, even though employment uh, was kind of scarce for a lot of people. I mean, the unemployment numbers spiked tremendously. The reason is because fewer renters fell behind on their rent, payment, and bills. Well, how could this happen? The, the share of credit delinquency renters fell to 28% in April from 33% the year prior. And it seems that renters' finances are appearing to have been in a stronger position now than they were before the pandemic, according to the Consumer Finance and Protected Bureau. Well, we can thank the government for the trillions of dollars in pandemic transfer payments from Congress to help lower-income Americans who are more likely to rent. The CFPB said it themselves. Before the pandemic, renters were more likely to be financial vulnerable, partly because they're younger and, on average, because they had lower incomes and because they're renters. That's normal. These factors made them both more likely to receive, though, a larger stimulus payment and more likely to receive student loan forbearance, as well as enhanced and extended unemployment benefits. Many parents also received $3,000 up to $36,000 of tax credit for each child that they did not get previously. The Census Bureau recently reported that the poverty rate fell from 9 point, from 11.7% to 9.1% in 2020. Again, thanks to the stimulus checks and enhanced unemployed benefits. The claim that the eviction moratorium was necessary to prevent hard-up renters from being thrown into the streets has always been dubious. Always a puzzler. But now it really is more puzzling. It was another income transfer, and the high court is finally taking a look at that to see if we can get back to normal transactions, normal real estate deals, normal government involvement in our daily lives and for our income, and we'll hope that that's for the best, but at this point, what it says to me is that renters might be in a good position to purchase a home. Now that they've got more cash, better credit scores, all they need to do now is find a home to purchase. But that is the challenge, isn't it? And the challenge is not that they may not have a good credit score, or they may not have the down payment money. No, the chance of uh, success is still way below what it used to be. And that's because many home buyers are competing with other buyers that are offering cash. Yeah, cash, once again, is king in America when it comes to buying a home. A lot of individuals are facing the competition. They may offer a full price on a home. They may even offer a little bit more than what the seller is asking for the home. But if another buyer is offering a similar price for the home, but it's an all-cash offer, guess which one is going to have priority in the seller's mind? You're right. It's the cash offer. For some reason, when somebody says, I have all cash, um, it really, really lights lights a fire under the seller. The reason is because when you have a mortgage tied into your offer on a home, you still have to get through that mortgage process. And many times it takes 30, 45, even 60 days from the time you make an offer on a home to the time the deal closes. There's lots of deals involved. Title searches, Inspections. If the home has a well, it has to be inspected. Uh, Flood insurance on some homes has to be determined and has to be factored into the cost of the monthly payments. Uh, Repairs that might need to be made on the home because of the inspections that have to be done on the home. If a borrower is looking to buy the home with a VA mortgage, many sellers are skittish about doing a deal like that because. VA has some guidelines that are just a little bit more stringent than some of the other loan programs, but still, today's sellers don't want any kind of impedance in selling their home because they need the money, and very likely, they've got a plan for the money. So, your typical home buyer that is now ready to go, has a pre-approval on a mortgage, has all their ducks in a row, still isn't in a quality position that they were in years past because of the cash buyer's that are out there in the market. So how does an individual, individual compete with this? Well, get this. There are certain companies that are helping home seekers to compete in the bidding wars where they can make all-cash offers. One of these companies is called Fly Homes Incorporated, which helps buyers make all-cash offers. This company from Seattle helped, people, helped a couple buy a, a three-bedroom home in California for just over 1.5 million dollars and the buyers were getting financing but they wanted to make a cash offer so they talked to fly homes they got approved by fly homes fly homes made that cash offer on their behalf in fact in this case fly homes actually bought the home all cash and they already had an agreement to sell it to the new buyers once their financing and mortgage was approved just a couple of weeks later so it doesn't have to be the highest price that's being offered to pay for a home that is critical in today's competing market. It's about cash. If you can make a cash offer in many cases, you could make an offer that's even slightly lower than what the seller is asking for because it eliminates a lot of what I like to call the hassle factor of selling a home. I know many sellers who arrange to sell a home to a buyer. The buyer says they're financing his order, in order rather. The sellers make plans for what the money is going to be used for. Maybe they put a down payment on another home with other cash that they might have. Maybe they call the movers to get them ready to move to the new property or the new area that they're looking to relocate to. And then at the last minute, the mortgage deal might fall out for a lot of reasons. It's bad inspection like we talked about. But also, the income that the buyers, the new buyers are going to have for this home might change due to a job transfer or a elimination of a position where that employer works. There are still no guarantees on a transaction until that mortgage deal closes and the transaction closes, and there's a lot more risk for sellers if they're looking to sell to somebody who has a pending mortgage that needs to close in order to do the deal so cash transactions have a lot of priority there's other new companies that are looking to do the same thing that fly homes is doing in northwestern u.s ribbon home light orchard and a company called knock there's another plan a company called open door technologies they're all getting involved In helping people make cash offers, even if they don't have the cash, to purchase the home. Basically, you have to be in line to get a mortgage. You have to have the capacity to get the mortgage. And you have to convince one of the companies that is in the home buying startup arena that helps home buyers buy with all cash deals. Once you get that signed up, you may well be able to make an all cash offer. And look, whether you use a company like this or not, it's important to know what the competition is doing. And in your case, the competition, other home buyers, if they're making cash offers, you have to be prepared for somewhat of a battle to get your real estate deal transaction closed. Let's look at the latest stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. This is the new report that came out earlier in September for Northern Nevada, which includes Reno, Sparks, and Fernley. Not a lot of homes for sale in the Reno area, only 511, which was up slightly from the month prior. Uh, In Reno Sparks, over the course of the last 30 days, there were 552 sales of existing single-family homes, that's a decrease of 16% from last year and a 14% decrease from the month prior. So things are slowing down as far as the way transactions are closing. And maybe maybe the reason is this. The median sales price for an existing single-family residence in Reno-Sparks is $530,000. That's a 19.8% increase from last year and a 1% increase in just a month. Even condominiums are moving up faster than ever. Reno Spark's median price is $330,000 for a condominium or townhome. That's an increase of over 31% from just a year ago. If you look at just Reno and the North Valleys, Spanish Springs, etc., the prices are even higher. median sales price is five hundred and fifty three thousand five hundred that 's an eighteen percent increase from the year prior and condominiums in that area, their median home price is three hundred and fifty thousand dollars It 's an increase of thirty seven percent in just one year. It makes you wonder where we 're heading with this real estate market uh, because it just seems to be going up by huge numbers every year, and everybody's wondering. When is it going to slow down? Or maybe it's a little slower if we just look at, let's say, sparks. Well, if you look at sparks over the course of the last month, there were 172 sales of single-family homes. These are existing homes already on the market, already built, they're not new construction. That's a 20% decrease from the year prior. 172 sales is not a lot of sales in a month On average and it's a big drop in just one year. There was a big drop over the course of the month prior as well too. It was 13.6 percent less. The median sales price for a single-family residence though in Sparks is a little bit lower than if you just look at the Reno and North Valleys area. Regardless, $496,950 is pretty close to half a million dollars. That's an increase of 19.7 percent from the year prior condominiums in Sparks also have gone up dramatically. They're not quite as high as Reno and the North Valleys, but $310,000 for a condominium or townhome in Sparks is an increase of almost 38% from the year prior. And finally, let's look at Fernley, one of my favorite communities because it offers great value or has up until recently. In August of 2021, there were just 64 sales of single-family homes in Fernley, but that is a 12% increase from the year prior, so things are picking up there. The median sales price for an existing single-family home in Fernley is $357,300. three $357, hundred dollars It's an increase of 19.1% from the previous year. So of Reno, Sparks, and Fernley, right now the best value is in Fernley. It's not that far of a drive. It can maybe offer opportunity to first time home buyers that just can't find a home in Reno Sparks. $357,000 is quite a bit lower than what you find in Reno at $553,000. I mean, let's do the math. It's a difference of $196,000 for a similar three bedroom, two bath, two car garage. Want more information? about the Northern Nevada real estate market, where the trends are going, I recommend that you visit our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. You will find past episodes of our radio shows, more information about great contacts in the real estate industry, and also you can visit the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors website. You can find that at RSar.realtor. And that's going to get you to the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors website. Thanks for tuning in to our radio show this week, ladies and gentlemen. We're on again next week. Same time, same station. Tell your friends and your family and your loved ones to tune in. And they, too, will make a great transaction. Until then, goodbye, everybody.
1: You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Wanna talk with Peter? Send an email to Peter at Nevada
2: Next time on the Sherry Hill Show, I have guest Sherry Griffin, founder and executive director of Northern Nevada Math Club, Inc. They're all about
3: helping children from kindergarten through 12th grade, do math, and see how much fun it can be.
2: Tune in every Monday to the Sherry Hill Radio Show, 1130 a.m. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m.